She's Rachel Casey. She's Maddie Weiner. And we're the smartest smartest people people in the room. We have a lot of opinions on film. And we just can't shut up about it. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) (laughs) This is a podcast where we shoot the shit. Just like Robert Richardson shot Shutter Island and Hugo with Eat, Pray, Love right in between. This week we're discussing Top Gun Maverick, Fire Island, Politan and Half, Bob's Burgers. Netflix has decided, has or somebody said that they are not doing any more vanity products. So stay tuned. Here we are. Here we are. We've seen some movies, <laughs> folks. Boy, have I seen a movie. And what movie was that, Rachel? Top Gun. <laughs> so you have seen the original. I have seen the original. Okay. I don't like it. And you told me that I would not like it. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, you actually might like it a little bit more than me. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen it, honestly. I haven't seen it in probably, like, six or eight years. Um, and I've only seen it the one time. But I, yeah, I didn't like it when I saw it. <clears throat> I do think I was a bit of a different person mm-hmm. the first time I saw it. I was, I was very much in a state of, like, ha, like, like all these movies and they're just about men like yes, kind of thing I but those days. I, was like that too. I also just remember thinking that the drama felt like or that the yeah the drama and the plot line felt very like contrived and i don't even know what the <coughs> plot is honestly i just know that they're pilots and they they're pilots volleyball. they do play volleyball they're pilots tom cruise is maverick and he's like i don't is his Christian name Maverick? No, they each get a call sign okay. of, like, what you call each other <laughs> in the air. Yeah. Um, okay. So that you don't have to say their names or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or in case some people have, like, the same name. Yeah. Um, and he has that name because he's a Maverick. Because he... You're supposed to, you know, work as a team. Like, you always have at least, you know, one wingman. Yeah. Um, and... Literal wingman. Literal wingman. And he doesn't, uh, he doesn't like other people. He's better than, he's like a better flyer than everybody else. And he's like, I don't need you. I'm an individual. And it's like all about him learning to work better as a team when he's in Top Gun flight school. And then like the big drama of it is that, um, at the end, his wingman dies because they're flying a mission together. And he basically, like, I can't remember exactly how it happens, but it's Maverick and Goose, and Goose dies. And Maverick is, like, blamed for it. Even though he's not really, like, it was just a situation, but they were flying together, and Goose dies. But Goose has a wife and a son. Is there, like, a war happening? Like, No, what? they're just flying a mission. What's the mission? And it's very nebulous, I think. <laughs> I can't remember in the original. In, this, in Top Gun Maverick, it is certainly nebulous. It is, like, nebulous to a fault, probably, in yeah. Top Gun Maverick. Because it's, like, they literally never pin a nationality on it. It's literally always just uh, the enemy. The enemy. They just call it the enemy. <laughs> Which makes the movie have a lot of international appeal, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just make the enemy whoever you want whoever it to be. Whoever you want it to be. Um. Anyways, in the new one, you know... Uh, Miles Teller plays Goose's son now, who still ah. who still blames Maverick for for Goose's death. Gotcha. Um, and that's like the main point of drama. It's that and like Maverick learning to let go mm. um, of the past and move on and blah blah blah. But mm. anyways, Top Gun Maverick made me want to uh, run through a brick wall. Uh, the planes went so fast. And did so many zooms. It was great. <laughs> yes, I loved it. Yes. 
I loved it. A classic. But this really is so good. Like, honestly, it's not just that. Like, the screenplay is really, really well done. Okay. It is, like, really, really well done. It's, like, tight. There's no extra. Like, it is... It is... You know how I love... You you just know how I love a tight film. Oh, yes. That's why I love, like, Ford v. Ferrari. Yeah. Because I think it's a tight film. It's mm-hmm. a tight action film. I get if you're bored by it and bored by the topic, and that's fine. Right. But, like, you know, it is a tight movie. Mm-hmm. So is Top Gun. Tom Cruise, I feel like he only makes tight movies anymore. Yeah, these days. That's, like, all he wants to do. And it was very cute. Tom Cruise, like, had a little video before the movie. I've heard about this. Because I've heard that at the AMC theaters, Nicole Kidman does her thing, and then it goes to him (laughs) doing his thing. Incredible. And, yeah, they were... Single-handedly saving like Somebody was, like... She should have put, if only she'd known to put this clause in the divorce. She didn't want to be attached to this. <laughs> yes, and um, it's very cute. I saw it at a Cinemark, so I didn't. Uh, there you go. Didn't, I literally have not been see. to an AMC theater in so long. I've never seen the Nicole Kidman thing in person. Oh, really? Yeah. I've seen multiple films that are. I saw the Bob's Burgers movie at AMC a couple weeks ago. I should. I should go to one. <clears throat> Honestly, I mean the Stony Brook. That's is the AMC for me? It is, but like, it's honestly the best one if you're not going to Baxter. Like, yeah. it's the best theater. Yeah. But no, I loved it. I thought it was great. I would see it again. The practical effects are everything that everyone says they are, and they're so good. I haven't heard anything about the practical effects at all. Well, it's just, it's all practical effects. Wow. In the planes. Ugh. Real planes. It's like Mad Max. Real people in real planes. No wonder you wanted to run through a wall. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, it's awesome. Oh, it's great. And our boy, Glenn Powell, he's doing great. I love him. He's, he's doing so, great. Speaking of Glenn, I watched Apollo 10 and a half. He's barely in it, but he he's is so in great. It. <laughs> he's playing, he's playing like the kind of like the bad guy, like the mm. douchey. His, his uh, call sign is hangman because he like hangs his people out to dry. Oh, <laughs> he like will do something basically to like save himself or complete the mission. God, no wonder men like these movies but so much because you get a nickname from your friends. Like you have to get a nickname. You have to get a nickname like, from your friends. They're like that's that's every man's dream. To yeah, have a nickname from his. You friends. all get a, you all get a nickname. Mm-hmm. There's a woman this time. She oh, gets a to, woman. I know a woman played by whom? Um. Uh, oh. uh, she's, <laughs> she's Hispanic and I can't remember her name. Monica Barbaro. Yeah, Monica Barbaro. <gasps> she was on Unreal. Was she? Oh my god. Let me see. She was. I believe you. I just want to see. Um. Yeah, she's hot, Rachel. Is she hot, Rachel? Yeah. Oh my god. Unreal. Ugh, what a. The first season of Unreal. Gone too soon. Very good in terms of quality. <laughs> yeah, in terms of quality, the first season of Unreal very good. The second season not good. The third season insane. Got it. <laughs> Did you watch the fourth season? There were four, right? Were there four? I just remember the last season being, like, out of control. Um, I should, I should watch all of it. Anyways, um, so no, I, I loved it. Okay. Um, Lewis Pullman, Bill Pullman's son, isn't it? He was very cute. It's very cute. He's like, he's like, he's like the nerdy one, and they ask him what his call sign is, and he says, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, like, your call sign, and he's like, Bob. <laughs> And it's great. Yeah. And then, no, I, yeah. I thought it was a great time. And honestly, it's just like, it really is like a, 
perfect summer blockbuster and we should mm-hmm. just have more of those it's like like i said you go to the movies yeah. it's a tight film you feel like electric while you're watching it you're like i am having the best fucking time in the theater right now like i am smiling i am having a great time yeah everybody's hot everybody's like you get to see everybody being hot because they play beach football and you're like this is great and then What's better than this? Just guys being dudes. And zooming in planes. And zooming in planes and being on. Zoom, zoom in Nothing. planes. It's great. Yes. No, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. Yeah, we need more summer blockbusters that aren't Marvel movies. Yeah. Or I mean, any superhero movie. But movie-y. I'm saying, like, even, like, I was, when I, you know, first of all, I was like, oh, another nostalgia play. And it is, and they, but they do it correctly. Yeah. Like, they have the characters grow. They, most of the time with a nostalgia play, it's like, why right yeah you have to i feel like you have to answer the reason why yeah why are we doing this whether it's a sequel or a reboot or whatever yeah you have I to agree. answer the question why i agree and i think it answers the question why really well of like having better character growth than the first one and mm-hmm. <clears throat> having like a better balance i think between the drama and the zoom zoom planes because mm-hmm. there's actually i feel like less drama i like i said i haven't seen the original in a long time but i thought the original really dragged with like the interpersonal conflicts mm-hmm. more and this one is just like probably like 70 percent planes go fast and maybe not maybe like 60 percent planes go fast and 40 percent characterization yeah. and like a dramatic plot <clears throat> val kilmer they do him <gasps> cleo's here <gasps> cleo hi hi what you doing cleo just peeking in and visiting just peeking to see what you guys are doing mm-hmm. she wants she has to she has things to say about top gun oh i favorite. bet she does <laughs> there's um, no snakes in it and well there's no snakes in it she doesn't feel represented but val kilmore's in it and i thought that they like treated him with a lot of respect and like i thought that they really made him because you know how he basically doesn't have his voice anymore and don't know this about Val no, Kilmer. I don't know like anything about Val Kilmer. Oh, he like he, he made that um, documentary. I heard about the documentary, but I just heard that it existed. I just didn't, oh I yeah, know. well, and it's about him and basically how he like has some sort of degenerative condition where he can't speak anymore. Oh, um, and they, I mean, he's in the original, obviously, mm-hmm. and um, in this one, you know, he comes back. He's like the person in charge of the Top Gun training school now. And, you know, he's sick and they have him and it's really touching and they have like a really touching moment. And Tom Cruise is doing a great job acting in that, in that scene. And so is Val Kilmer. And they really like use him as if, you know, he's, you know, they let him, he talks by typing on a computer Mm. and, um, then he does like end up speaking a little bit, um, with his, what little voice he has left. And it didn't feel like awkward or uncomfortable. It felt like almost like a nice, like tribute. Because I feel like they definitely had to get permission from Val to be oh, like, yeah. yeah, to be like, are hey, are you comfortable with this? this? Like, yeah. are you comfortable with us presenting you this way? Mm-hmm. Like, and I thought it was really nice. Val Kilmer's a real, like, he made some interesting choices later in his career, but his early career, great. Awesome. I just have not seen that many, like, <clears throat> like 80s movies. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to see them. Like, but like popular like mainstream like actiony 80s movies i haven't seen like any it's hard to see 80s movies they're not like advertised as much you know like people, yeah. people don't like remember them as much mm-hmm. and talk about them as much yeah so then you don't know about them and then they're definitely not on the streaming services no. other than hbo max maybe yeah no, um, hbo max is a they lot. have they have a decent they're the best. i mean they're the best yeah they're the best i mean warner brothers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where it's at 
but... Speaking of hot guys on the beach, we watched Fire Island separately. Separately. We watched Fire Island. I got a screener. Hey! I entered a contest. And I won. And, and you I won. Got one, and I won. Um, so I got to watch it a teensy bit early. <laughs> a day um, before, I think it was. Or was it two? It was like, I think it was a Tuesday. And it came out on Friday. On Friday. Okay. I could be wrong about that, though. Cool. Might have been Wednesday. Um, I just watched it. It was like 11 o'clock at night. And I was in my bed. And I was like, I'm not tired. <laughs> and so then I not, watched it. It's not long. It's not long. It's tight little hour thirty something, hour forty. Love that. Yeah. Um What did you think of it? I liked it pretty well. I I liked it here's the thing. I gave it like three and a half on Letterboxd. Yeah. But I've been thinking about it ever since. I feel that way about The Godfather when we watched it. Um, I know we watched it in, like, a scenario where we were all together and people mm-hmm. were, like, talking and stuff. And usually when that happens, I'm not, like, as in the movie in the moment. And then afterwards, though, I've been thinking about The Godfather a lot <laughs> since it's we watched so it. good. I was, I, every time I'm like, oh, damn, that the was scene, good. The baptism scene is one of the greatest scenes yeah. in cinema. I was like, damn, that was good. Do you renounce Satan? I renounce him. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. So good. I've been thinking about how you put that horse head in that guy's bed. Mm-hmm. That shit's metal. And when he, like, <laughs> is, like, shrieking, at, which I, I would as well be screaming if my $600,000 horse head was in my bed or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Covered 000. in its blood. Covered in its blood, yeah. But, yeah. But anyways, yeah, Fire Island. I liked it pretty well. I was listening to um, Pop Culture Happy Hour, shout out, um, <laughs> other podcasts much more famous and better than ours. Um, <laughs> but they had a point that I, like, I didn't... I was like, I can't quite place, like, what feels um, disjointed about this story. And then they said it, and I was like, oh, yep, that's it. And it was that I didn't, I don't think I liked how Joel Kim Booster's character was both a character and the narrator. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, as soon as... I didn't like that. (laughs) As soon as Joel Kim Booster spoke over top of the, you know, narrated, Irene was like, Maddie's not gonna like this. Yeah, and I was like, we'll see. I'm not a huge fan of narration the vast majority of the time. I don't mind narration when it is liter- quite literally narration adapted from book narration. Yeah, like 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 the best narration I've ever seen in a movie is The Age of Innocence because it's 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 like you're it's like Edith Wharton is speaking and it's like omniscient and it's like Scorsese does it right. Not that no shade to Jill Kim. Um, I just don't think personally but, like. And like they were I, saying, I wonder if they made them do that. Well, like I was saying, and I agree with them, is that they were saying in Pride and Prejudice, you know, there's Jane, the narrator, you know, mm-hmm. Jane Austen narrating. Right, right. And then there's um, Elizabeth and Darcy. Mm-hmm. And in this case, there's no like separate narrator. Yeah. Like it could have benefited from like a completely like outside narrator, like a Bridgerton type. Yeah, I guess the I first agree. thing that comes no. to mind, even though Bridget's bad, instance, the but you know, a completely a separated yeah. narrator that's yeah. not a character at all. It's just a nebulous voice. Yeah, and I think that would have helped a lot because it was weird when it, it was weird when he would narrate and he would like narrate the story, but then also he would like narrate his own thoughts, and I thought that was kind of bizarre. Like instead of yeah. being like a third person narrator of like. You can imagine that this... I can't remember their characters' names, but... Um, There's Noah and Howie are the two... Noah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you, you know, the narrator would be like, you know, you can imagine how this made Noah feel or something like that. Yeah. But instead he's like, I felt this way because of that. And I don't know. I don't, it's just weird because yeah. like he's, he was the only person that we got to have that like both like narration of other people. Oh my God. Plus narration you of You know his what they should have done? Thoughts? They should have got George Takei to be the narrator. Would that have been perfect? Great. Great. <sighs> Andrew call me next time for these brilliant ideas okay that's what i'm saying like <laughs> i just thought it needed i just thought that that like there wasn't enough distinction between the narration and his character i can totally see that um, yeah and then i did think it dragged slightly in the middle um well i just can't speak to that because i know pride and prejudice's plot points and right. beats so well that i'm just like waiting for the next one right usually and so like i don't really notice like any like, like, the pace was seemed fine to me for that reason, you know? So I yeah. can't really I can't really speak to that. I just thought there were, like, a few moments where I was like, we probably could have done without this, of, like... I wanted more Matt Rogers and uh, Tomas. Well, see, that's kind of what I think is, like... It could have done either with more or with less of them, is, is my honest answer. Like, it, feel, it felt like there was, like, a middle ground that it was hitting that wasn't quite what I wanted. Like, I needed more of their relationship with Noah and Howie, mm-hmm. even though I know, you know, Noah and Howie's the main yeah. relationship and you got to deal with it. But like, I could have used more of a reason that like they were friends mm-hmm. basically to be like, why, like, how do you guys connect? Like, yeah. besides this like nebulous connection that you have from your past, like, mm-hmm. like, what do you guys connect together over? Like things like that. Or, it, or they shouldn't, or they shouldn't have shown them as much. They should have just been like very like tertiary on the edge character it would have been interesting for them to have more because matt and and noah had kind of a contentious competitive relationship yeah exactly and it would have been interesting to see where that came from or like see like why they are friends in spite of that or yeah exactly like Like, i just love matt rogers really no i just think it needed a little (laughs) bit more of like a connection i thought he did a really good job but i thought I thought overall it was fun. Mm-hmm. I had a great time. Super fun. The guys were hot. Yes. Um, loved them. The karaoke scene. The karaoke scene was very cute. Loved the dancing scene. The dancing scene. scene. Very cute. Yeah. Um, I loved Margaret Cho. Uh, yes. Movie could have used more Margaret Cho. Margaret Cho, the drap lesbian, in yeah. the words of Hannah Rosen. <laughs> could have used more Margaret Cho. Could have used more Margaret Cho for sure because the mama in the book is so... <laughs> much of a busybody. Yeah, and yeah. It's like it would have been. Yeah, it would have been fun, but it had great music. It did have great music. Um, and oh, I remember one thing that I really liked and that I always like is when it's a movie about a specific subculture, and they don't explain everything. Mm, yes, I, I like it in particular when it's gay subcultures not explaining things to straight people. Right. So, like, I mean, they explain the drugs. But there was a lot of things that they did not explain that they just said because that's what, like, like, they talked about prep. Yeah. A lot. Irene didn't know what prep was. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, I guess, you know. People don't know. Yeah. Why would she? Why would she? Um, And, like, just things like that or poppers or whatever. Like, um, I just, I appreciate that when the movie knows that that it doesn't have to explain everything. Yeah. And then it. They're just catering it to their to when you when you make the movie, I think, for a, an audience that you have in mind and you just focus on them and not making it for everyone. It's better. I agree. And that's what I was going to say. Like, I want to comment. I mean, I don't really want to. And here's the reason <laughs> why. Like, I liked the um, 
commentary on, you know, like, class and um, definitely, like, prejudices within Mm -hmm. the, the, like, gay community. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was interesting, but also, like, I don't really have much room to speak on it because it's not... It's not my experience. I can't yeah. say anything about it. I thought it was very interesting to watch. And from what I've heard from other people who've watched it that are gay or queer, they feel like it's pretty good yeah. like, representation of, of what it is like mm-hmm. sometimes in the culture. Not I, always. I think it's good to to make it to talk about the no fats, no femmes, no Asians <laughs> yeah, issue. Exactly. Because it is almost like something that the gay community likes to sweep under the rug, I think. But, you know, it's just, like, not cool. <laughs> um, it is not cool, and it's very, like, you know, there's that moment when Noah's in the woods with Will, and mm-hmm. he's basically just, like, you know, you hate yourself for being gay. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of that idea, right, of, yeah. like, the toxic masculinity, sorry to use the phrase. No. That is still pervasive. It is. In a lot of the gay community. Yeah, if it's, I mean, the gay male community is men you know and so it's unavoidable it's something that you have to be on the lookout for yeah um which is like yeah and it it's interesting for people i think to see and then i also liked the um the sex party scene because i oh yeah i like the unapologeticness of it of yeah. course um they're just like we're having public sex and it's fine yeah, I really like Fire Island. I'll probably watch it again cause... yeah i would definitely watch it again um and i'm just really happy that there's a movie like that that exists mm-hmm. in the world, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's maybe not like careful. Yeah, no. Maybe not like the best movie I've ever seen in my whole life, but right. it's like a fun mm-hmm. rom com romp. It's a very it's, like it has very much like it's good. It has good like rewatchability. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a, a comfort film. It'll be a comfort film yes. of like I just want to watch this. I just want to like I just want to sit back and enjoy this this movie. We need some lowercase g good gay movies because agreed. I just feel like most of the time they're either masterpieces or they're just, eh. yeah. Like I think of the happiest season. Ugh. I think of Love Simon. Haven't seen Love Simon. But. I tried to watch that new movie Crush on Hulu. Oh yeah. I couldn't get five minutes into it. Really? I was like, does Gen Z really talk like this? Oh, it's. God. It was unwatchable to me. I'll have to show you the beginning of it. Oh. We need to take a break. But we'll be right back. We're back. We've returned. We've returned. Now, what should we talk about? I don't know. We talked about Top Gun. We talked about Fire Island. Should we talk about the other movie you saw? Apollo 10 and a half. Apollo 10 and a half. Yes, we can talk about that. Uh, Linklater's new rotoscoped animation mm-hmm. little movie. It was freaking cute. I, I That's should watch it. That's all you need. It's Love literally Linklater. just Linklater <sighs> making an animated movie about growing up in Texas in the 60s and what that was like. And then, like, th- the thread is that <laughs> the Apollo team screwed up and they accidentally built the Apollo lunar module too small for an adult. So they need to they need to recruit a 10 year old child <laughs> to do it. But it's top secret and he can never tell anyone. Aww. So it's like a you don't know if it's like a. An imagined, an imagined thing, thing or not yeah. um and yeah and it like shows the actual moon landing and the kid is watching like and everybody's like wow it's the first time and he's like it's not the first time <laughs> i was there first but it's just cute 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 and like very nostalgic like it makes you nostalgic for the 60s and i'm not 
I was not even a, my mom was not alive. <laughs> so, I mean, she was in the later 60s, but. So, but yeah, just cute, 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 cute. I enjoyed it. That's good. I love Linklater. I am just pretty much always constantly wanting to watch Everybody Wants Some. I'm pretty so. much always constantly wanting to watch the before movies. The before movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. But me it's too. a little bit more of a commitment. It is more of a commitment. <laughs> and I'm always like, I don't, there's nothing to, that will make you like remotely sad and Everybody Wants Some. Right. But in in the before movies, there's a little bit. There's, there's some, I wouldn't say sad, but there's definitely some melancholy she has a touch of melancholy once in a while. It's melancholy. Oh, it's Dan. melancholy. I'm sorry. Let's get that word wrong. You're so good. Um, that is not the first time um, today. <laughs> um, yeah, my favorite before sunrise is uh, my my favorite before movie is sunset. Sunset. Mm-hmm. But midnight's. Fucking I was gonna say. Good. I think mine's before midnight. Midnight's fucking good. Because I think midnight's so good. But yeah. before sunset, also. Really I just good. love the ending of the sunset. ending. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. And when they're in the car and and he's like upset and she goes like this and then he doesn't see her do it. And like, she's like, oh, oh, it's so good. Powerful, powerful filmmaking. Okay. She's out. She's out. She's out. She's hanging out. I saw her brethren at the zoo yesterday. <gasps> her ball python brothers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, no, ten and a half. I should watch it. Yes, definitely. I recommend it. It's just like a cute little one. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm sure he had fun making it. And I'm sure they all had fun making it because I think a lot of it was green screen, but like the kid is like in the like G-force thing and like throws up Aww. and like yeah, so it's um, and he he has like five siblings because his parents are Catholic and then he's like after me my mom got on the pill but she kept it a secret from our priest because she didn't want to get excommunicated <laughs> and he's the youngest and he's got his like cool older sister who's like all these squares man like she knows about like like Gloria Steinem the dad is like why is she on the tv and she's like i think she's cool like that kind of thing it's just cute i um i love it when people look like they're having fun mm-hmm. making a movie yeah, you know have you seen that like the tweet that went around that was like um people people making movies uh it was like the most traumatic experience of my life i was depressed for six months afterwards and like whatever and then it's like it's like the cast of mama mia 2 and it's all of them like it's all those like behind the scenes pictures of them like drunk as fuck like (laughs) (laughs) yes like just partying yes it's also what like i've seen all these like behind the scenes of top gun maverick and they all also are like look like they're just having a great time being hot Mm -hmm. and i'm like I was listening to Las Culturistas and they were talking about how much fun they had doing it. And yeah. That was like, they, Andrew on the director, he was like, I just want everybody to have fun. That's the main thing. Like You the, can tell when people are having fun, mm-hmm. like making a movie, right? Yeah. Like, and yes, Tom, I mean, yes, we know that Tom Cruise can be very strict on a set, but he doesn't seem like the kind of person who like doesn't want wants the filmmaking to be so serious all the time right he's really more just concerned with safety yeah he just like like, wants safety and i think he's probably serious when he does but i don't think he like probably polices other people no it doesn't seem as far unless they're unless it's a covid well thing and we all know how that turned out yeah um because tom cruise is trying to single-handedly save cinema i know so or at least save theatrical cinema i appreciate it and i respect it i really do i mean like i 
um, was saying to Zach yesterday, I was like, Tom Cruise, wish he was a better person because he's an awesome mm-hmm. movie star. Mm-hmm. He's an That's awesome true. movie star and he's a great actor. It just sucks that his personal life is a disaster. <laughs> yes. We, Both morally and ethically. We started watching, me and Irene, um, Going Clear. She had never seen it. We did not watch much of it because we got, we were like, this isn't the vibe. Mm, but yeah. we did see the beginning part where it's like the Scientology like conference and and Tom Cruise speaks and he's like, we're following you to infinity and beyond to Miscavige or oh whatever. And it's just like, oh my God, I almost want to put the audio in, but I might. I Do don't it. Know. <laughs> These are the times now, people. Okay? These are the times we will all remember. Were you there? What did you do? So what do you say? We're going to clean this place up? Huh? Yeah! Okay. Because we're counting on you. Dweller H. It's crazy. And and Miscavige's speech, Miscavige, I don't know how you say it, is in, insane. It makes no sense. It's incoherent. I don't, think, I don't think I've ever actually seen, like, Scientology speakers. You should watch Going Clear. It's a very good documentary. I will. I did stay, like I've told you guys before, I think I've said on the podcast, right beside the Scientology temple. You told me, yeah. In LA. I was like, could look out my hotel room window and see the big blue building. It's so stupid that their symbol is just a cross. It's interesting, too, because, like, LA was for sure the only place, and probably the only place in the country that I've ever seen so much Scientology. Like, they had, like, on, like, Hollywood Boulevard, there's, like, a little, like, store and, like, like, oasis. Like, it's, like, a building and it has, like, this little courtyard and stuff. It looks very inviting. And it's, like, a recruiting station. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a Scientology, like, recruiting station. Would you do it? Would you do the little... The test thing? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would do, do it. it. I would do it, too. Why not? Yeah. The audit. What else do we have to talk about? I, the other movie I saw was new movie was the bob's burgers movie we both saw an animated movie we did yeah um i'm big bob's burgers fan i've seen all the episodes it's one of my like comfort television shows that i just mm-hmm. put on in the background i really am not a fan of most animated comedies um same but it's really just because of the type of comedies that they usually are like when they're good i'm about it i loved bojack um probably, probably the best animated television show of the last decade um bojack is um, but I just was never a fan of, like, the comedy of Family Guy or South Park. Yeah. This, the Seth MacFarlane's the, um, uh, what's his face? I can't, uh, think of his name. Matt Stone? Trey? Tra- yeah, Trey. Parker? Tra- Parker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch South Park when I was a kid. And, like, and you and know what? My mom was right. Other H. John Benjamin's Archer. I've seen some of Archer. It's okay. It's I not like my, Archer. Like, it's, fi- it's, it's fine. But yeah, but I really love, <laughs> I really love Bob's Burgers. I love the characters. I think they're so silly. I think it's so great how they love each other as a family. It's very cute and mm-hmm. heartwarming of like, wow, you know, they, um, they all really love each other. The way that, uh, Bob just says things like, <laughs> The way he's like Bob's family does something, and he just goes no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or they do something, and he just goes. <sighs> I like Bob's Burgers. I I kind of stopped watching it, but it was I really yeah I don't like adult animation. Yeah, I generally do. I not don't like, even like BoJack. I couldn't get into BoJack. I the get why you thing... can't. Like it took me 
a couple times because Bojack can be pretty cringy. The only one I really consistently love is King of the Hill. Yeah, and I, I don't. I haven't really watched King of the Hill just because I thought I wouldn't like it. It's so good. Um, it's so good. But yeah, I just um, I just haven't really ever been in. But it's the only really adult comedy that mm-hmm. I've ever really been into. But I thought the movie was great. Um, honestly, it's good for like fans and non-fans alike. I feel like I feel like if you are going to like Bob's Burgers, like if you're gonna be a person who's gonna like it, yeah, you could see the movie and really enjoy the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like now, if you're gonna be a person who's never gonna like Bob's Burgers at all, and you're just not gonna be into it, yeah, then obviously you're not gonna like the movie. But all I'm saying is that like I don't think it's it's definitely fan service in the best way of like if you watch the movie and you love the show, you're gonna love the movie. You're gonna be like, this is great. I'm having a great time. Mm-hmm. I'm just it's just like four long episodes. Like, yeah, it's a good time. I enjoyed it. The only weird thing is they put that weird like drop shadow on the animation that they do sometimes when they like shift animate like flat animation to the big screen um i don't think i know what you're talking about like they did it in the simpsons movie where they like take the you know the flat 2d flat animation Uh and they put like a drop shadow behind the character so it all of a sudden looks like there's like a light source oh in the i'd have to see you'd have to see it yeah but they did that and it kind of took me out of it a little bit i was like that's weird why not just make it flat you know but because I feel like they're like, oh, it's it's different. It's a movie. It's you know, a movie. Like, so it's a fancier yeah. animation. Yeah. But it's great. They sing silly songs and do their silly dances. They're so I love, fun. I do love Linda. I love Linda. I love the songs in Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for like a good, like fun song like mm-hmm. they have. And there's like fun song. The choreo- like the animated choreography is really fun. There's like a whole big scene with like carnies like dancing. And it's great. I had a great time. Would recommend to anybody who... Loves Bob's Burgers, likes Bob's Burgers, has seen one episode of Bob's Burgers. If you're looking for something to beat the heat. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Because it's 109 degrees outside, everyone, Woo! right now. Love it. Um, <laughs> if you're looking for something to beat the heat and you don't want to see Jurassic World, go don't see the Bob's see Burgers that. movie. Do not want to see that. It, I'm sorry I keep talking about Las Culturistas, but I've been, fine. I've been like uh, kind of binging it to get caught up because I I I've fallen behind on all my podcasts. But um, they were talking about how, well, Matt Rogers was saying that he does not watch any dailies or look at any stills when he's filming anything because he gets super in his head about his appearance. And he said, as soon as you're thinking about how you look, you can't, you can't, it makes it way harder to act way harder. You're worried about how you look. And it reminded me of like, I saw somebody, I saw some clip or some interview or something Oh, I know what it was. My dad, I went home last weekend to see my dad and he put on, on the TV, like there just was this, like, there was this special of like all of the past Jurassic actors, like talking about the Jurassic movies and like just reminiscing basically. And there was, I guess, a scene in one of the new ones where Chris Pratt covers himself in gas so the dinosaur won't smell him. And he says to Bryce Dallas Howard, like, that, he's like, I remember sticking my chin out like that so that it would look good on camera. Oh, my God. And I was like, and there you go. <laughs> like, Matt Rogers says, you can't be thinking about how you look if you want to do a good job acting. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. And that's all I'll say, Chris Pratt. Oh, Chris Pratt. Did you see that picture of uh, Chris Pratt and Laura Dern? And they were in, like, they was, like, obviously, like, on the set or they were on a press tour or something and she posted on her instagram and the co- all the comments were like get away from her <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't 
That's really funny, though. Oh, man. Laura Dern's Instagram cracks me up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've seen the first Jurassic World a couple of times because my grandparents love it. Mm-hmm. And my family-ish, kind of my, my parents, but like my grandparents, my little cousins like them. I think I've seen the second one. Could not remember. I'm pretty sure I saw it and thought, wow, that's the worst movie I've seen in a long, long time. Um, and will not be seeing the third one if I can help it. No. And um, God, I hope they're done. <laughs> I hope they're done. I just remember seeing the dinosaurs in the snow and being like, this isn't right. Dinosaurs in snow? They're reptiles. How is that going to work? I don't know jack shit about dinosaurs. Maybe they can live in the snow, but it I don't think we me. know, really. Yeah, true. But also, yeah, I mean, it's rough. There's like not much in the theater. When I was looking at theaters in Lexington... Um, cause I was in Lexington, um, doing something and I had to spend some time watching a movie. I was kind of hoping there might be something else out there. I mean, I wanted to see Top Gun and I was like, I'll see Top Gun. But like, honest to God, the only thing in the theaters in Lexington, which are like very mainstream Cinemarks, um, and, uh, there was a Regal, um, dry, it was Jurassic World, Top Gun, Doctor Strange, Downton Abbey movie in Bob's Burgers movie. Yeah. I've already seen that. So that was it. That was That's all that crazy. was in the theater. Yeah. No, no, no Cronenberg? No Cronenberg in Lexington at all. Wow. I hope it doesn't the, leave because I haven't seen it in yet. In the main theaters. Like, this week. I think the Cronenberg was at their um, indie that they have, the Kentucky Theater, mm-hmm. but they didn't have the, like, I went to a top, I went to a 10.25 a.m. Top Gun showing. Nice. So. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I was going to complain. I, the other thing about Jurassic, I've never, I've only seen the the first one. Yeah. And I saw that when I was like an older teen or an adult. Like I didn't grow up with it and I really liked it. It's very good, but um, I haven't seen any of the other ones. And I remember when they were like, were like, we're doing a new Jurassic Park series, trilogy, whatever. And I remember the first ad, seeing the first ad in theaters, trailer in theaters. And at the end it was like the the music there where it's like duh, duh, duh. that was really yeah yeah uh-huh. and i was like this is the theme dun dun duh. like i was like this is nothing <laughs> this is not a theme because the full theme is like a full theme it's like doo, 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 doo. that's good just those three notes is, is garbage it's nothing yeah and i was like what is this it made me really mad <laughs> I still think about it. it's not like star wars where it's like yeah like there's like you could do yeah no stupid 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 um stupid movies sorry yeah no i mean they are i mean the the first (laughs) ones are good yep Uh, i haven't i honestly i also haven't seen the first one is good it's unfortunate that they didn't know that lost raptors had feathers but it's fine it's fine who cares it's fine we knew what we knew at the time i mean practical effects baby yep oh my god when the raptors are like Oh, like they scare to me. each other. Oof. They're scary. Uh, they so. I did not like the raptors. They look scenes. so I still convincing. Know when the raptors are like after them in the building, when they're like when he's trying yeah. to hide from them in the lab or whatever. And in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Scary. So scary. Um, and then so yeah, if you got to choose between Jurassic World and the Bob's Burgers movie, honestly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the other thing that we have to talk about is Netflix has decided has or somebody said that they are not doing any more vanity. You know what? Like the Irishman. And I'm like, you keep Martin Scorsese's name out of your fucking mouths. I'm like, listen, I can't help it. I can't help it that you guys don't know how to campaign. 
You you want you do these vanity projects because you want to because because you want to win an Oscar and you still haven't done it and you've you've had you've had three films now yeah that potentially could have won you mm-hmm. the Best Picture Oscar and you let Roma lose to fucking Green Book so like dumb idiots I like I don't want to hear it like it's there's a they put out too much stuff I think that's part of it too if you put out fewer things instead of doing two things a freaking week shows and movies or whatever and then you were like the power of the dog irishman roma this is our thing that we're like promote the hell out of it make it be one of the only things on there like that's new it would have a better chance but they don't do that they just have a glut because they just stuff. because because this is what happens when you like we talked about before with streaming services they're the only ones that aren't backed by some other kind of money and so because they are not backed by some other kind of money they only way for them to make money was subscriber growth mm-hmm. and the only way that they could have subscriber growth is if they had something for everyone right and something new for everyone all right. the time right. so they had to and i mean like granted i'll give it to them for a while there i was really impressed honestly with what they were doing as far as like reality content went because like they pretty much stole the mantle of reality content. oh definitely and reality content is cheap baby mm-hmm. like they could whip that shit out the freaking circle i mean they have so many they have so like they're no matter what kind of reality television you like they have it yeah right cooking shows game competition shows dating shows Mm -hmm. like you know uh documentary series yeah documentary series things like you know like uh hoarders type stuff you know what i'm saying like organization Mm -hmm. or like like weird paranormal things yeah weird things like But as far as, yeah, movies go, it's like, you know, what are you going to do when you, like, what do you expect when, from the Academy, when you come out here and you tout how so many 13-year-olds watched Enola Holmes and Tall Girl? Like, I mean, you know, like... And the kissing booth. I mean, it's if that's the market you want to be in, fine. But, like, I don't know, you can't have it all. No. You, you can't, can't have, have it all. all. And... So, Apple knows the value of a limited selection because you're right. They can afford to do that because they have other money coming in. They have other money from other sources. So many other sources. Hulu. Disney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So fools that you are Netflix. Apple, Apple signed up very interesting. This is totally off topic, but I do want to talk about it briefly because of Apple, but, and then we'll get back to Netflix. But this is a very niche Rachel thing that the MLS major league soccer Mm -hmm. today signed an exclusive 10 year contract with Apple TV. 10 year. Wow. It's really, it's really wild. It's like, it is going to be really interesting to see how that plays out for the MLS because they're one, they have, not had good consistency in their broadcast most of its broadcast on espn plus a subscription service that's fine most of what they do get broadcast on actual television on either espn or fox sports um is it weird times they often see a big dip in their viewership like if there's a football game on and then a soccer game and then a boxing match on espn it's like lots of people watch the football game football isn't on espn let's say fox people watch the football game on fox and then nobody they like the viewership goes way down for the soccer game and then they tune back in um i don't know it'll be really interesting to see i just thought that was an interesting choice from apple and i was impressed that they like apple apple's 
make should a move. buy the Academy Awards contract. They should. I bet they would do a good job. They probably would. Um, anyway. And they're getting Killers of the Flower Moon. I mean, it's... Marty was like, I ain't working with fucking Netflix again. Well, I don't blame him. And I always love it when... I always love it when artists basically bankrupt take the money and run they take the money and run like or they literally do it on purpose they're like hell yeah give me all the money and then if you don't want to work with me anymore fine Mm -hmm. it's like sturgill simpson what he did with his rock album he literally did that rock album and made that anime film to go along with it because he wanted to bankrupt his label so that they would drop him because he didn't want to be on the label anymore so he was literally like he's like okay uh can i make an animated film or an anime film to go along with my album and he like flew to japan like four That's or five amazing. times he like made this expensive shit so they would be like mm, no that's so funny <laughs> um i love that take the money and run get your bag well yeah like there, i think there's a reason that paul thomas anderson like every single movie is in a different studio yeah take them take them i mean but then there's also something to be said about except for me i'll never do that movie studios i will always remain loyal to you and you can give me the money and trust me but there's something to be said for that and then there's also something to be said for Christopher Nolan and Christopher Nolan, you know, having yeah. the exclusivity with Warner Brothers until he got pissed at them mm-hmm. and said, "Okay, bye." Yep. Now Universal gets my movies. Yep. And I, I don't know. That is, I don't know. You know, Christopher Nolan is bigger. Yeah. Than Paul Thomas Anderson for sure. Like, you know, he's gonna mm-hmm. always draw in a huge blockbuster. Um, but something to be said for it both ways of like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure studios would love to have Marty on on there but they just don't think that his nah, movies he always goes over budget well so i was saying i was gonna say they just don't think that his movies are going to be worth the price that they mm-hmm. cost yeah and that's the difference right is yeah. like if you give christopher nolan 300 million dollars to make a movie you can you can bet that it's probably gonna make 600 million yeah well yeah, if, you, yeah. if you spend 300 million you need 900 million mm-hmm. but to, to make up for it but still like um, anyways good for marty for bankrupting netflix mm-hmm. i mean it's fine i really do i really am curious to be like is netflix gonna make it and it would be really fascinating if the original streamer that invented it all i think when we talked about this before on the podcast so well i need them to make it because jane campion is doing her director's pop-up school with them and i want to go mm. to it so i need them to last that i long think they will least. i just think that they'll have to go to ad-based content yeah which People, is what it is yeah we'll be unhappy but you know or they'll pay more. Or you'll pay more. Yep. You'll pay $20 a month if you don't want the ads. Yep. Yep. We're about out of time with that. Having said that, I did want to say that Irene and I recently rewatched Call Me By Your Name. Gorgeous mm. mm. oh, film. Holds up. Uh, and uh, Timmy, such a great performance. Such a it great performance. It is really so good. Oh my God. We watched it with the, with the commentary with him oh. and Michael Stuhlbarg. Fine. And Michael Stuhlbarg was being really pretentious and Irene was really annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Stuhlbarg is pretentious. Yeah. So. He, was, he, he would be like, mm, beautiful shot. And she was like, we know, Michael. It's a beautiful <laughs> shot. Like, you don't have to tell us. And I'm like, Irene, he probably wasn't there for the filming of that shot. He's just commenting on it, you know? He thinks it's pretty. Like, she's like, I know. Like, she was so annoyed with me. Isn't the new Guadagnino movie coming out? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got another one coming out next year, too. Did you see A Bigger Splash? No. Do you want to watch it with me and Irene? Sure. I'm getting it from the library. Um, what do you think uh, Kiki Palmer? She's, she's going to have a breakout this year. 
right. she deserves it oh my and god nope. I'm so i also ready. saw she was in a stupid animated movie she's I also had, in that movie alice yeah which was bad but whatever still um yeah when i watched the bob's burgers movie i had to watch the trailer for like four animated films that looked like garbo garbage what illumination entertainment has done to the animation industry can never be forgiven is disgusting sinful it's disgusting not a single well I, there was one illumination which was despicable me oh i have to tell you something very funny but um, phoebe bridgers is covering a carpenter song for that soundtrack so <laughs> i can't um, i can't hate too hard but yeah one of them was despicable me and then all the other ones you could literally see illuminations influence in the animation and it was it was it was it was, it was awful it was awful <laughs> but it was very funny my last what i'll leave you on here is that when i was at the cinemark <laughs> when i was at the cinemark the like thing that came like one of the things that came on before like right after the trailers but before the movie was like it was like you don't want to watch despicable me on the little screen do you <laughs> like trying to be like an advertisement for the theater and like coming to see movies at the theater and i was like what why this movie (laughs) you were like you don't want to see top gun and these planes zooming around on the small screen it was like the fucking minions i hate the minions so much i hate them and it was like it was like (laughs) i was cackling in my seat i was like this is unbelievable they like had them really small on the screen like in the middle of it and then they were like zooming they were like making it bigger and bigger they were like they were like come to cinemark and see the minions i refuse you'll never catch me i was like this is unbelievable honestly Uh -uh. (laughs) i said i said is this an advertisement for china i'm confused the other thing before we go is i do want to tell our listeners that we are making a movie mostly maddie well you're helping me um i am producing maddie's movie and i want you to be assistant director also oh okay yes okay (laughs) (laughs) you heard it here first heard it here first but um you're basically already doing it so uh but um yes we're making a short film and we're going to do a kickstarter for it (gasps) uh starts on the 28th of june June so please please if you like the podcast maybe give us a little bit of money uh, because it's a free podcast. Just a dollar or two. We don't have a Patreon. To, no. to For the podcast, I mean. Yes. Maddie does have a Patreon. Yes, right. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it's going to be... It's a good short film. It's going to be good. It's okay. going to be a very good short film. I think everybody's going to be very impressed. Mm-hmm. So, you want to be a part of it. Madeline has written an excellent <sighs> screenplay. <Stop>. So... <laughs> but yeah, it should be good. Uh, but yeah, just be on the lookout for that. We'll promote it. Keep your eyes and ears to the ground people and on social media and on social media mm-hmm. that's all all right go to the theater yes see top gun i'm gonna go see benediction mm-hmm. and then we're gonna go see memoria. memoria so we're going to the theater we're going to the theater as as should you when it's 100 degrees outside <laughs> yeah right goodbye thanks for listening you can find us on twitter at smartest ppl pod smartest people pod and you can get in touch with us at smartest people pod at gmail.com please subscribe in whatever podcast app you like and please tell a friend our theme music and interstitial music is by scott boyce and he can be found on instagram as at scoogle sc00gle this is maddie weiner this is rachel casey reminding you that we're the smartest people in the room and go to the movies go to the theater 
nice to always believe you know better. To always think you're the smartest person in the room. <laughs>